You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Finding out the gender of your baby during pregnancy is always controversial. Some people will say that it's a great idea and others will say it's spoiling the best surprise of your life. But what happens if you're desperate for a specific gender? What if in your heart of hearts you really want a girl and then on the day you discover it's a boy? If that's how you feel, how will you avoid feeling disappointed and the inevitable guilt that feeling brings. Sarah Fowler is a birth photographer who has written about her own gender disappointment on her website, Life and Lens. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. With your first baby, you found out the gender in your blog. You say it was to help you bond with the baby. Mm -hmm. Do you think that gender disappointment is more likely to happen if you find out the gender at birth, given You've got less time to get your head around. I, I think it, it greatly depends on the sort of person that you are. Um, I'm a pretty easygoing, relaxed kind of person in day-to-day life, um, but that pregnancy for me was unexpected. So I felt that I needed that to kind of help me get through the pregnancy and to help me prepare for that. But in some ways, I think it might actually be easier if you find out in the moment because the joy of holding your baby and just all of the hormones that are running through your body at that time as it is kind of overtakes any of the disappointment that you might have felt to begin with. Ah, That's an interesting point. Mm. You lost your second baby at 20 weeks. Yes. Which is a huge loss and I'm sorry that happened to you. Um. What impact did that have on your next pregnancy, particularly relating to gender? Yeah, it it had a huge impact. Um, I, I I didn't have any strong convictions about finding out uh, whether it was going to be male or female at the time. And in fact, with my second pregnancy with the little boy that we ended up losing, I didn't plan on on finding out what um what sex he was. But um, when I fell pregnant with my rainbow baby after our loss with our little boy, I was adamant that I wasn't going to find out the sex until birth because I was just so worried that I would be disappointed and then be overcome with guilt for feeling disappointed. And I wanted to mitigate all of those feelings entirely until the moment that I was holding the baby. And of course, at that moment, I still did have those thoughts running through my mind on, oh, you know, I wish it was this or I wish it was that or what if this and what if that. I don't think you can ever really avoid that. But it did really heavily dictate how I felt about about the sex of the baby and also brought those thoughts to mind. It wasn't something that I had ever really considered up until, um, up until that loss. So when the gender that you wanted in the your next pregnancy was a boy? I I felt that it might be and I was trying really hard not to feel either way but I think that when you have a loss of a certain sex so I already had a girl and then we lost a boy I think it's kind of inevitable not to have those feelings running through your head that maybe it will be a boy or or a girl or whatever it is that you don't have. Um, I didn't want anything in particular, but I did feel like it was going to be a boy. And I guess on some unconscious level, it would have made me happy if it had have been. 
And then after the birth, when it ended up being a girl, I was grateful because I felt like if she had have been a boy, I would have felt like I was replacing the boy that we lost. And I just don't, I really just don't think that there's any way that you can not come to terms with those feelings of guilt in the moment anyway. It's always going to come around to you at some stage. Which is such an interesting concept because mm. like you write in your blog, these are feelings. It's not like you sit down and plan, this is what I am going to feel and this is how I'm going to respond to that feeling. Mm. If you feel just gender disappointment, it's it's a valid feeling, right? It is. And it's 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 so hard because it's just not spoken about, you know. Um it, I think it's a, a taboo subject that we don't we don't speak about. And I, I feel like everyone goes through that at some stage. Everyone will say they don't mind what they get, whether it's a boy or a girl. But I, I think we all have some sort of expectation in that moment. And also societal pressures come into that. For instance, if you have three boys already and you're going for your last fourth baby and everyone around you is saying, oh, maybe you'll finally get your girl. It's hard not to let those things kind of permeate into your mind, you know. Yeah, and you've um, obviously you work in birth photography. Mm. Have you talked about this with anybody else? Like, have what stories have you heard about other people's gender disappointment? Yeah, I have. I actually um, I, I put it out to my following on Instagram not too long ago to see what what their experiences were and what their thoughts on it were. And a lot of the comments that I was receiving back was what I just said about families who have boys and then they go for another pregnancy and they find out they're having another boy and it's just the pressure from the family and from other people coming into their existence but also one thing that I found really interesting was mums who had boys who were mourning the loss of not being able to have a girl to nurture and the way that that came into play in their minds was that they thought that if they had a girl that they would then be able to be present at their daughter's births and they think that it's less likely that if they just have boys that they would be able to be present for their kids' births if, if they decide to have kids. Wow, that's thinking really far ahead. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. <laughs> interesting, isn't it? It is very interesting. And when you talk about wanting a particular gender or not, I remember with my first, we really wanted a girl and we found out um, at the scan, at the 20-week scan, and they said, it's a girl. And we both, my husband and I cried and she thought we were disappointed, but we were crying because we were happy. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we don't talk about that. Like nobody would, I don't feel guilty that I was happy I was having a girl. Mm. But the flip side is, had I felt sad I was having a girl, then I probably wouldn't be telling that story, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and I feel like telling those stories, like telling the difficult stories and the, the hard stories are, are almost more important than telling the, the other easy-to-tell stories because you never know what other people in your life might be feeling the same thing uh, until you voice it yourself. And that's what I've learned about my experience and that's the whole reason I was so outspoken about our loss Um was because when I finally came out and told everyone about it and I was open and honest about it, I had no less than five people in my direct circle of friends and family who told me that they had also had losses that I was completely unaware of. Mm. So it's not until that moment where you're open and honest about these hard-to-talk-about topics that other people also feel confident and comfortable to come out and speak about them themselves. 
I think where gender disappointment has come up in the media occasionally, one of the criticisms you hear from just, you know, average Joe on the street is, well, what are your kids going to think when they grow up and see that you were disappointed that they were a boy or a girl? Mm. Um, Obviously, your story evolved differently because you came to appreciate your daughter as a a separate entity and you knew that she wouldn't be replacing Mm. the son that you lost. Um, But how would you respond to that for other people where, for example, they really wanted a girl and they ended up having four boys? Yeah, I guess, as I said before, I think it comes down to the the sort of person that you are and and also how you parent and the sort of relationship that you have with your children. Um, I'm an open book to everyone in my life and I will just be open and honest with with my kids about the, the complicated feelings that come with pregnancy and pregnancy after loss and unexpected pregnancies and that it's not just a black and white issue that you you're either you know when I fell pregnant the first time I wasn't riddled with joy I cried for about a month straight it's a very very complicated thing and no one situation for each individual person is the same how much do you think the loss of your son played into your thoughts about gender while you were pregnant because I can imagine falling pregnant after a loss the whole pregnancy would be tough because you'd be look you'd be feeling everything and worrying about everything and you know I'm just wondering if you think that that was part of how you your brain kind of reacted to your next pregnancy it definitely was I I will say that I I think I was hoping for a boy some part of me was was hoping for a boy and in the moment when I found out that she was a girl there was still a part of me that was disappointed but there was also a big part of me that was grateful Um, I just wanted to mitigate any of the feelings of guilt that I could potentially be having about having a boy or having a girl and like I said before I feel like there's no real way to avoid those feelings anyway guilt is going to come to you regardless of how you're feeling either way if you're hoping for a girl and you get a girl then you might feel guilty that you know you are hoping for a girl and I think that it's just one of those things that you can't really avoid and you've just got to tread gently but yeah it definitely definitely did influence how I felt about about the um about the sex of my third baby how old are you girls now? My eldest is seven turning eight and Clover, my rainbow baby, is three turning four. And how is life now? Uh, perfect. Life is really, really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to put on top of that that you are a birth photographer who uh, stays up through the night yes. taking photos. <laughs> it, I, I love it. It's the best job ever. And my girls have full appreciation for the process of birth and they love seeing all the photos that I come home with and viewing all the, all the details of birth and knowing about how it happens and everything. It's a really good education tool I find. (laughs) Oh fantastic. I feel like there's another interview in that alone. Sarah, (laughs) thank you so much for talking with us today. My pleasure. That's birth photographer Sarah Fowler from Life and Lens. Feed Play Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.